so um, in my last job, I had they were like single bathrooms, right? So you go in the bathroom, it's just you. You lock the door, right? But here at they have the big, you know, bathrooms, tons of stalls and urinals and stuff. Um, So I went in to pee this morning before class started. And when I tell you, as soon as I got to the urinal, someone in one of the stalls let out just an earth shattering, just like you could hear each individual (laughs) droplet of shit hitting the water. Uh, It sounded like a motorboat. It was insane. Um, So that's a thing that I get to experience every now and then now at my new job. Is just earth-shattering shit noises in the bathroom in the morning. I would expect nothing less. Hello and welcome to the Best Boys Podcast. I'm Best Boy Dan. And I'm Best Boy Justin. And Best Buds, we are taking a slight departure from anime and going to the 2D version of it. Well, I guess it is all 2D. The paper version of it. Well, not even always, because today we're talking about the digital version of the paper version. Well, the digital version of it. So, all right. It's manga. We're We're talking about manga. (laughs) We're talking about manga. Um, The wellspring from which the anime we watch comes from. Uh, That and light novels. But... Uh, up first, we're going to hit you with a little bit of banter. Uh, we got some fun stuff to talk about today. Uh, some anime news. Uh, it's almost time for all of the summer shows. So uh, we're getting all the announcement dates for that. So we're going to give you some news there. Uh, and then we're going to dig into the meat and potatoes, which today, Best Boy Justin has uh, cooked up quite the special course um of uh all the manga readers that y'all should be using um and the landscape's changed a lot uh, it really has. especially recently um it it used to be like not the best way of of getting manga but uh things things may be uh maybe a change and so tune into that uh later on in the podcast um but up first i want to talk about uh, the manga that I have been reading, actually, not digitally, <laughs> but in printed version, uh, which is ZOM 100, Bucket List of the Dead. Yeah, let's talk about um, it. Yeah, I didn't realize um, that uh, ZOM 100 uh, is actually getting an anime. Yes, uh, it is. In, uh, next season, which we're going to talk about a little bit in our news. Um, but it is... Uh, a uh, anim- uh, manga by uh, Haro Aso, who did uh, Alice in Borderland, uh, which I have the first volume of and I'm excited to read. Um, but they made an anim- uh, a Netflix uh, live action show of. Um, so I've heard good things about that. But this is, uh, it's kind of, it- it's like a slice of life comedy zombie apocalypse kind of type story the are you familiar with it at all best boy justin yeah i am i, I saw a bunch of uh, synopses for it while i was doing my research for this episode actually so yeah I'm, I'm somewhat familiar with the story oh fun uh so for those who don't know uh zom 100 is basically about like this uh 
guy who graduates uh, college. He, you know, is really popular. He was on the, um, I want to say lacrosse, but not that. The uh, rugby team. That's what I was going to say. They definitely uh, do not play lacrosse <laughs> in Japan. I knew it was like one of those like contact esports. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he's on the rugby team. He's like got the super positive outlook on life. He's going into the field that he's like really excited about and uh he gets uh to work the first day it goes well they go out to drinks and he's like oh yeah that was fun i'll see you all later and they're like what are you talking about we're going back to work and he's like wait what it turns out he's working for like a black company and he just like works like three days straight like right off the bat and it's you know just three years at this company of just pure misery and he's basically ready to like give up on life um when all of a sudden one morning the zombie apocalypse happens thank god and at first he's like really upset because he's going to be late to work and then he realizes wait a second i don't ever have to work again um (laughs) and it's like this really positive spin on the zombie apocalypse and he turn he makes a list of all the things that he wants to accomplish uh, now that he doesn't have to work. Um, And it's just kind of like a really positive take on the situation and like kind of about pursuing what's important to you. Um, It's hilarious, but also a really good zombie comic. There's one scene where there's a zombie shark that has eaten a bunch of scuba divers and all the scuba divers like legs kick out from the bottom of the shark and it starts running after them like mm. propelled by human legs. That is terrifyingly hilarious. Um, so it, it's, it is well drawn funny. It's, uh, it's shown in, but it's a, a little bit on the adult side. Um, but definitely a, a strong recommend and there's like 10 volumes out. So, uh, check it out. Um, yeah, I'm sure we'll have a little bit more to say about it later. Uh, and oh, before you move on, uh, just yeah, one yeah. thing I want to say about that, just because I, I don't know why I just had that thought um, when you were talking about how like he woke up and he realized, oh, I don't have to work anymore. So quick side tangent. Um, <laughs> when I remember having a similar feeling um, during like the first like two weeks of COVID, right? So like. I was working from home. Obviously, I wasn't I wasn't at work. And I remember this was back when we thought, oh, yeah, it's going to be over in like two, three weeks. No big deal. Right. Um, And I just remember like thinking like, oh, man, I've been I haven't gone to work for the past four days and I, I don't have to leave my my house to do my job. And like I feel rested and I'm pursuing, you know, I'm doing my hobbies. This is great. I remember thinking, and then fast forward <laughs> four weeks later, uh, and everything is is horrible. But uh, I just, <laughs> for some reason, when you when you mentioned that that moment that he had, I, that made me think of that. I mean, I think a lot of people had moments like that in COVID, where they actually had time uh, and space to to do to find what was like important to them. Like I developed a lot of hobbies that I maintain today during COVID Yeah, and like kind of my isolation time. Yeah. It was just, fu- it was just an interesting time period that, that initial COVID lockdown period when we all thought it was going to be over relatively soon because we were naive. Okay. 
so so now you're making me dig more into it so the the reason i really enjoy this is because it it's very smartly written too like they put things on the list that you're like wait how are they gonna do that but then they twist it into the plot line in really interesting ways mm-hmm. um and so like the most recent plot line that i was reading about was they go to this like ai hotel and it's just like definitely written well before the kind of chat GPT boom and all of that, but just kind of the dialogue they have regarding artificial intelligence within the context of this, you know, world and world that kind of like doesn't have a future of like furthering science and all that sort of stuff and Uh what implications there are with artificial intelligence it's just like conversations that we are actively having today Mm -hmm. um but written in this like comedy zombie book you know so yeah it's 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 a lot of fun and in really intelligent ways which i appreciate yeah for a, um, for a for a schlocky zombie comedy, I'm, I'm looking forward to the anime coming out. Is one that's definitely oh, on my list. It's it's gonna be good. I need to look up and see who's animating it because it, a lot of it's gonna be about how they animate like certain expressions, right? Um, but moving on uh, to something also really excellent, uh, Best Boy Justin. I we're gonna gonna do a peek behind the curtain. Um, we've been talking forever about doing an EPO episode, um, because it's one of our, our favorite shows, uh, of all time. Uh, and I started watching it again to get ready. Again? Did you even finish watching it the first time? I did. I actually did watch the, um, I don't remember when I, I think I watched it with Jamie at one point. Oh, okay. Because I remember the last the last I remember, <laughs> you had just been procrastinating watching the final arc of the show. Like you you told yeah, me yeah. about the show, and I watched the entire show, and you still <laughs> hadn't watched the final arc. Like years later, um, yep. uh, I saved it. I did watch it though. You saved um, it. Was it. Great. it was I great. I saved it. You like like you're like a kid with ice cream on your face. I'm saving <laughs> yeah. it for later. Uh, okay, yeah, fair I enough. Just lick that off. Um, no, it was delectable. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I started watching it. Um, it's it's actually really fun going back. It's been a long while since I've like rewatched a show because we just have so much new content that we have to watch for for the podcast. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> so I mean, I guess I've watched High School DxD before, but I more or, or less blocked out most of that. I guess. Um, but but. Ipo, it's it's funny because I remember him being like the you know oh I get beat up and whatnot, um, but I just I love what a, what a good old boy he is. Yeah, I mean I'm looking forward to rewatching it. It was a really good show. Um, yeah, um, even though I, I'm, I look forward to. <laughs> yeah, I haven't done I haven't done a rewatch of it, um, but I do listen to the music from it. It's on my workout playlist, so. Um, I do hear the music from it fairly often, so it's it's always in my head at, at least a little bit. Nice. Yeah, so uh, not coming anytime soon because it's no. like over 100 episodes. Not anytime um, soon because I still have to watch um, 
Madoka Magica, and I also have my new job that is eating all my time <laughs> at the moment. So just yeah. know that it's coming. Just like the just like the tsunami part two is coming. <laughs> part two. <laughs> uh, I've I've been thinking about that. That one maybe that's definitely coming before Epo. All right. Uh, I will you lay ha- that out there. You you heard it here first, folks. Um, but yeah, so Epo's coming. I'm excited about it. Man, I love that show. The The funniest part about it, the, the first episode to me, was seeing Kanagawa Gym full of people training. Yeah. Because I think after that point, you never see more than five people in there at a time. Yeah, it's always the same, like, core group of, of dudes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's my banter. What you got, Best Boy Justin? Yeah, so I got I got a couple quick topics here. Nothing nothing super, super meaty. Um well, the first thing I wanted to talk about is that Kubo is back. Um, we we didn't mention it on our um, our spring top ten episode just because it, it really slipped my mind just because of the way the scheduling worked out um, because it was it was delayed for such a long time due to COVID. Um, but yeah, I, I, I saw it the other day. It popped up on my on my uh, high dive page, and I was like, "Oh shit, the show's back!" I'm so excited. And I watched the first new episode. Um, that they had released because they finally caught up to the release schedule. Um, and it reminded me of how how much I enjoyed this show. So I'm really glad it's back. Um, so for those of you who did watch uh, Kubo and, um, you know, it trailed off after the sixth episode when they uh, when they had a COVID delay, um, it's back. You can check it out. It Go back on High Dive. It's there. Um, it's still cute. Um, and so, yeah, enjoy it. Um Moving on from that quick announcement, uh, I wanted to talk to you <laughs> about a little manga that I discovered today um, that I did not get because they didn't have volume one, but I do fully intend to find it once I can get my hands on it. Um, so I was actually, uh, I went over to Kinokuniya today um, because uh, Best Boy Mike, his brother is in town and he wanted to visit Kinokuniya. Um, so we went, I met up with them after I got home from work. And um, while we were looking around, a, a title caught my eye uh, on the new releases section. It's called Ladies on Top. Um, so, of course, I'm going to pick that up. How am I not? Um, and uh, I read the, the the little blurb on the back, which I will read to you now. Um, first of all, above the blurb is a little, like, little script tagline that says, Getting Experimental. Um, and then the blurb is Mitsuki and Shinomiya have left what most people call normal uh, behind and are searching for what good sex means for them. In their next challenge, they're trying a toy meant for penetration. Meanwhile, Shinomiya's male kohai at work seems to have a crush on Mitsuki, making Shinomiya burst with jealousy. As her boyfriend, it's up to him to set this straight, but can he even bring himself to talk about his worries? So yes, best buds, this is a manga about pegging. <laughs> um, unfortunately, this was volume three, um, and they did I, they, either they did not have or I was unable to find volume one. Uh, but just know that it is absolutely on my list. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, uh, I I look forward to to the best boy Justin review. Yeah, we're gonna be reviewing ladies on top. Um, but yeah, so it was, it was a fun time over there. I always have a blast at Kino Kunia. Um, I came home with, um, I belong to the baddest girl at school volume two and, um, oh, what else did I get? Oh, I read the first chapter of that. 
Yeah, it's good. Um, it's cute. Yeah. It, yeah. I'm drawing a blank on what the other one I got was. Uh, oh, right. Free Run Beyond Journey's End Volume 3. Ooh. Yeah. Um, that there, I want to read. There were a lot of um, of stuff there that I wanted to get, but I, I limited myself to two uh, today. Um, their Gundam selection was actually not super good while we were there today. Oh, interesting. Uh, last time I was there, it was quite good, but that was like two weeks ago. Yeah, they had. It, it looks like it's been picked over pretty well since then. They had a couple of um, MG uh, Granddaddy Gundams. They had a new Gundam over there, um, and then just a couple of like you know the Shenlongs. Um, but other than that, really not too much uh, that I was interested in. Um, I wasn't there for Gundams today anyway, but still. Uh, anyway, moving on for my last topic, we are going to be sticking with manga because today is a manga day. Um, I just wanted to shout out. I remember I had talked in the pod a couple episodes ago about how um, I pre-ordered these um, physical copies of this manga that I've been reading digitally called My Wife is an Oni. Um and it's basically it's by this uh, indie kind of an indie label called Irodori Aqua. Um, now, if you're gonna go look them up, do keep in mind they 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 are an offshoot of um, a company called Irodori. So the difference between the two is that Irodori is almost entirely focused on smut, and Irodori Aqua is their more safe for work. Notice I said more safe and not safe for work. <laughs> Um, it's their more safe for work imprint of like an indie uh, manga label. Um, so what they did was um, they usually do digital releases. Um, we're not going to be talking about them because they are more of a publisher as opposed to a manga reader. Um, kind of like how um, the the way that um, oh what's that company again? The one that we always Bidasha? buy from no. Um, Bookwalker, in the way that Bookwalker is is not necessarily a publisher, they're more of just like a seller uh, with an online reader. Um, but um, they basically had decided, like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna dip our toes into the like making physical book releases with this. Uh, they did volumes one and two of My Wife Is an Oni, um, and I got them last week. And I just wanted to talk about first of all how beautiful they are. Um, they are not standard size manga. They are a bit a bit oh, larger. It's oh, like, an, the like manga, an not the not the oni. No, well, she is also a bit larger, of course. Um, that's the whole part of the story. Uh, but no, the the books themselves they are like about a four size um, paper, and the the paper quality is absolutely superb. It's not okay. like what's up. It can a quick side tangent. I have a beef with the manga industry. All right, let's There's hear it. There's two sizes. There's two sizes of paperbacks. Okay. Yeah, there are. And 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 it bugs me. Yeah, no, <clears throat> I, I feel you on that. Um, I really want them all to be the smaller size because I have a, a little uh, like place in my backpack that perfectly fits the smaller size manga, mm-hmm. um, but does not fit the larger size ones, and it, it really upsets me. It's funny that you mentioned that because I have now put the two books that I got today side by side, and uh, I belong to the baddest girl at school is the smaller one, and Free Rin is the the slightly larger one. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but anyway, this one is bigger than both of them. It is like an A4 sized, full sized um, uh, paperback, and the paper quality. It is not the kind of like if you if you look at a a manga just like your regular manga, the 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 kind of pulp um, paper that it has. 
This is not that. This is very like crisp, high quality paper. And the, the lines and the shading, everything is so like very clear. It really pops off the page. Um, and uh, because it's that larger paper size, it really, you can really get across like the small details in the manga. Um, and I really appreciated the quality. Cause like, you know, I'm not gonna lie. The, the shipping cost and even the cost for the physical releases themselves is a little bit higher than I would normally pay for manga. Um, but I wanted to support the artist because I really like this series. Um, and I wanted to kind of see what, um, you know, an indie label can do with, um, you know, a physical release. And uh, I really think that I Iridori Aqua knocked it out of the park. Um I'm very satisfied with this. Even if they never do it again, I'm glad to have these. They're very nice cop, uh, you know, they're very nice um, physical manga to have. Um, and yeah, so I just wanted to shout that out. They are still available. Um, if you wanted to read My Wife is an Oni, um, you can check them out at Irodori Aqua. It's their only, you can go to the physical book section. It's the only one that they have currently. They have volumes one and two. Uh, but I will be keeping an eye out to see if they do any other physical releases um, and I also have been, you know, browsing their, their digital stuff. They have a lot of really good titles in their digital section as well. Um, so if you're into anything like romance, they do a lot of like, uh, off the beaten path romance stories. Um, I think there is one that says the, the, <laughs> the, there was like the, the horny elf and the gentleman ogre. Um, oh yeah. I have absolutely no interest in that. Don't leave me a link. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, do, or, or do uh, do leave me a link so I know. So you know to, to avoid, avoid it exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so <laughs> it, it's 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 stuff like that. You got my wife as an oni, kind of like off the beaten path, silly romance stories. But if you're into that, uh, Iridori Aqua has you covered. Um, but yeah, I think that's enough uh, talking about uh, some banter here. Um, with all that uh, out of the way, let's uh, dip our toes in because it's time to check in with Studio Weeb for some anime news. That's right, best buds. We have more anime news than you and three to six of your best friends could chuck over a chain link fence. That is a weirdly specific amount. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, someday scientists, psychologists may study this podcast and they like do a deep dive into my brain uh, and how I come up with these on the spot and they're going to be horrified yeah, to it's, find what goes on in there. It's scary in there. Um, <clears throat> but up first, uh, Shueisha and Marvel Entertainment uh, announced the upcoming Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse film, which I just saw uh, is starting to get some really good reviews and I'm super excited to see. Uh, we'll have a spin-off manga titled Spider-Man Octopus Girl uh, oh with story and art by the duo behind My Hero Academia Vigilante's manga, uh, Hideyuki Furuhashi and Betten Court. The manga will launch in Shueisha's Shonen Jump Plus manga app on June 20th. The manga story will begin with iconic villain Dr. Octopus falls into a coma. When he awakens, he finds himself inhabiting the body of a Japanese middle schooler, Otoha Okutu... Oh my god. Okutamiya? Yep. Okutamiya. Okutamiya. Hey. Okutamiya. Um, 
But yeah, Doc Ock uh, <laughs> as a schoolgirl. This was um, this was really funny because <laughs> when I first scanned the doc, I didn't read the full title. I was like, oh, Spider-Man, Spider-Verse gets a spinoff. Okay, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I just scrolled right past it. And then as I was scrolling my way back up, I saw the full title. I was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> you have my attention. Uh, what's great, too, is if you, like, see the image, it's um, not the Doc Ock they had uh, in the Spider-Verse movie, uh-huh. which is the female Doc Ock. It's oh, like, God, I'm looking at the... it right now. <laughs> it's like this, like big villainous man doc ock <laughs> in this little like japanese schoolgirl body she kind of um, looks like froppy almost <laughs> so uh I, that's something i would actually be interested in checking out i well, think that sounds like a really fun uh crossover and if you if you want to check it out best buds make sure you stick around for the meat and potatoes because we are going to talk about shonen jump plus i'm telling you this is an informative episode wow um Speaking of which, I got some more news to throw at you. Uh, The Bandai YouTube channel unveiled a new 3D CG short for the Shin Japan Heroes Universe collaboration project between Shin Godzilla, Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0, colon, Thrice Upon a Time, uh, Shin Ultraman, (laughs) and Shin Kamen Rider films. Hold on, just one second. Can we agree yeah, yeah. that the Evangelion titles are getting out of hand? I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, maybe I'm crazy. Maybe it's just me, but I think the Evangelion titles need to have a. We need to sit them down and have I, a talk. I don't. I don't. I don't see. A okay. With all that right. At all. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> the short promotes the new Shin Universe Robo Toy, which physically combines the iconic machines and creatures from all four franchises. Hiroshi Butsuda, a special effects veteran for the Common Rider franchise, directed the short. Uh, the toy will ship in January 2024. Um, I just think that's like a pretty dope crossover. Yeah, so I'm looking at a picture of the uh, of of the the toy now, and it is it sure is something. It's a lot, yeah. Um, check it out, Buzz Buds. Yeah. <laughs> if you ever wanted to see five mechs smash together. Yeah. But with all that said, it's time to dive in with numbers with Dan. Numbers with Dan. Uh, so we have some f- pretty interesting numbers this week, and I want to start off uh, with, according to Oricon's weekly streaming ranking, Yasubi's Idol, the opening theme song for television anime adaptation of Aka Akasaka's uh, Oshinoko manga, has exceeded 100 million streams in Japan since its release on April 12th. The single has exceeded over 20 million playbacks every week. Uh, for four consecutive weeks. It has stayed on top of Oricon's weekly streaming rankings, and it also holds the record for Japan's fastest song to exceed 100 million streams in just five weeks. 
The single currently sits uh, the number one song on Spotify in Japan with over 600,000 plays on the service. Idol has become the top music video the past week in Japan on YouTube's charts with over 23 million views. It also is in YouTube's 100 global music videos list with over 41 million views. The song has reached over 25 million streams this week in Oricon's weekly streaming rankings. So, um best buds a if you're not watching uh oshinoko you should be it's rad um B, i mean it's go it, ahead. it's it's crazy they should if if they included the numbers from japan and also the numbers from just me playing this song it would easily <laughs> double um right because i've been listening to this song a lot Yo, I listened to it at least three times today. It was it's a good song, dude. I had um, stuck in my head, and it's getting um, it's everybody's memeing it too. Like it's it's so good, it's become a meme. Yeah, um, it, having Yaosobi do the opening like that was like the perfect secret sauce. Yeah, absolutely. and I think they they nailed it too. Um, there's an English version of the song as well. I've noticed. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, because I think it's actually maybe sung by Yasabi too. Mm. Um, but yeah, so uh, so we have some some music charts for you, best buds. Um, but now on to manga. Um, and the source of this is Oricon, again. Um, and they came out with the list of the best-selling manga by series um, for the first half of 2023. And there's some interesting numbers here. Now, up first is Blue Lock, uh, which I can kind of understand with the popularity of the anime, right? Um, Chainsaw Man is number two, which is interesting. And I think what is important to note about is I'm pretty sure that there haven't been any new releases of Chainsaw Man volumes in 2023. So it's just growing organically. Yeah. So so, Chainsaw Man's uh, volumes have only been compiled up through the first season of manga. They're already like twenty something ep- or uh, chapters into the, the second season, but none of that has been adapted yet. So it's like the volume publication is lagging behind uh, now. So that's just like old things that have been released previously. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Slam Dunk is number three, which also did numbers in, in the box office. Jujutsu Kaisen is number four, and One Piece is number five. Um, it is also interesting to note that Blue Lock is coming in with eight million units sold. And in second place, Chainsaw Man is only at 4.5 million. So it's a pretty wide stretch there. Um when you break it down a little further and you look into which ones actually sold the best in the individual rankings, only one of Blue Lock's volumes made the top 10. Uh, the honors usually uh, went to One Piece number 105, uh, which sold 1.75 million units by itself, Jujutsu Kaisen taking second and third place, and things like Slime, My Hero, uh, Chainsaw Man, and Tokyo Avengers rounding out the rest of the top 10. Uh, but if you look further down the list, like the back end of it is almost all blue lock volumes. So it's like there's like one at like number 10 and then like 
slots like 15 through 23 are all like blue lock volumes that's wild yeah so it's interesting so blue lock is seems to be like selling as like a series just really well people are really into it so i think we may may be seeing a new breakaway uh sports anime neat um yeah so uh those were some fun numbers we're gonna switch on over to the box office and talk a little bit about a movie and that is makoto shinkai's suzumi film uh which has finally ended its japanese run uh in theaters and uh has recorded an estimated final box office of 14.79 billion yen or about 105 million u.s dollars uh with over 11 million tickets sold that is good numbers for an anime film and that's just the japanese box office yeah uh the film has surpassed uh weathering with you shinkai's previous film uh which only had netted one point or 101 million dollars making it the 14th highest earning film of all time in japan as well as the eighth highest earning anime film of all time in japan uh, the film is ranked number one on its opening day in many countries' box office charts and is currently the highest-selling Japanese anime in China of all time and has sold more tickets in South Korea than any other Japanese film. Uh, box Office Mojo lists the film uh, with a current worldwide gross of $173 million. Um, so really standout performance for Suzumi. That That's like... That's numbers, right? Like, yeah, we should go. There's see- no way that movie costs more than a couple million to make. Yeah, we should definitely go see it. Also, pronunciation point: it's Suzume. What he said. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we should definitely go see it. Um, there was a huge like uh, display for it in Kinokuniya when I was there earlier. Um, yeah. Um, so maybe maybe that's a thing we'll we'll talk about on the pod here soon. Yeah. Uh, and then to kind of round out my number section, we got some interesting information um, from 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 Mappa. Uh, one of the most notable aspects of the Chainsaw Man anime was production uh, studio Mappa invested uh, the entirety of the production costs. This is a rarity among Japanese productions, as most titles are funded by a collection of companies known as the production committee. So how well did Chainsaw Man end up doing for MAPPA? CEO uh, Manabu Otsuka uh, addressed the issue, frankly, in an interview with Tokyo Keizai on Wednesday. He said, as far as investments go, one could say it was a complete success. However, it did not have the same level of impact as Jujutsu Kaisen, which we worked on right before. This leaves me feeling unsatisfied. He also went on to remark uh, that there were some titles which sell well on home video, DVD, or Blu-ray, while others attract a lot of views through streaming. He added, to be perfectly honest, I wish Chainsaw Man could have reached more of the audience that pays for home video releases. Um, (laughs) uh, Just to skip ahead a little bit, they sold 1,735 copies of the Blu-ray and DVD in the first week, um, which is abysmal numbers yeah not good. um and that's also partially because it went head to head with bochi uh when it came out bochi the rock and bochi wrecked it yeah 
People I mean, listen, the it's hell out of Bochi. <laughs> it's it's Bochi the Rock. I was I was actually talking about um, I was talking to Mike, uh, best boy Mike's brother, uh, the earlier the, this week, and I was like, because he he watches anime, um, and it's it does it didn't strike me as the type of anime he'd be interested in, but out of curiosity, I was like, hey. Uh, do you watch Bochi the Rock? And he's like, Bochi the Rock is the best fucking show I've ever seen in my entire life. I was like, holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Yeah, Bochi the Rock, like it has pierced the zeitgeist. Um, I love it. So that, if that makes me so happy. This is your this is your semi-quarterly reminder. If you haven't seen Bochi the Rock <laughs> yet, you should probably go watch it um, after you finish Let's just today's make this episode. A- you know what? Screw it. Let's just make this a Bochi cast. Yeah, this is a Bochi cast now. Um, so <laughs> I think I think Bokita is real, um, and I am thoroughly entertained by the pink creature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get some Bochi the Glocks. Bochi the Glock. Oh god. Um, um, but yeah. Anyway, yeah, going anyway. back to Chainsaw Man. Um, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, I kind of got that feeling that like. It, as good as Chainsaw Man was, and as well received as it was, it wasn't quite what Mappa was hoping for. Um, because uh, obviously well, the, your, your home video sales are, are a huge chunk of your, of your revenue. Um, so they are, but they're not the whole story. No, so, of course not. The other benefit of investing in Chainsaw Man is the not so immediately tangible. Otsuka remarked that the big challenge with the experiment was that as a medium sized company at best, Mappa had little experience in managing the licensing, merchandise planning, and other aspects that other companies on the production committee would have normally handled. Thus, working on Chainsaw Man proved to be a fruitful learning experience. Later in the interview, Otsuka said that he does not plan to invest 100% in anime titles in the future. He is actively working to build uh, building the company so that it can negotiate investments on an equal footing with other members of production committees. He commented that there is a lot of skepticism within the anime industry about studios being able to turn a profit, and he seeks to change the perception through MAPPA's example. Um mixed feelings because mappa doesn't have the best record <laughs> with their employees no. and, and how they treat them yeah um, but i i do think it's interesting and I, and this is uh an interesting learning experience for me too and just kind of like the structure of how this anime how animes are produced and like i didn't r- realize that mappa did everything on this yeah, that, and how that was definitely news that to me was, too. especially for a company of their size. And I tend to think of MAPPA as one of the larger production companies, but I guess probably as sheer size, that's maybe not as true. Yeah, I mean, I was I was already familiar a little bit with, with how like these production um, committees work um, because like it, it it is true. You hear people say a lot that the individual um, production companies are generally not profitable. Um, they only become profitable as part of a larger entity, um, you know, and it, it's interesting to see this kind of idea being explored of what if that wasn't the case? Um, you know, what if we what if a production company, what if we went back to doing it in house? Can it be profitable? Um, I don't know. I feel like it, it, a lot of it has to do with the whole line go up culture too when we consider what it is, is and isn't profitable and good. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting, interesting example to look at. Well, it, it's also an interesting look into like resource management too, because, you know, they, 
you know, you have to admit, they clearly focused on the animation and putting out a good product, right? Yeah. Like, the animation, the music. Like, they did 12 individual EDs. Yeah. On top of having the best OP of the year. Like, yeah. You know, they, they put in work into that show. But that requires a lot of people, as does, you know making deals for merchandising and you know creating marketing for uh for products you're selling such as blu-rays and dvds and like all that other stuff yeah that go into this and to their point like that someone else would usually handle so like you know they could work on the animation while someone else does all that other stuff to make the venture profitable yeah Um, so a good learning experience maybe into how they can structure their company to better be able to handle that sort of stuff. So interesting to see where they'll go from here, I think. Yeah. Um, so anyway, moving along, uh, we, before I take on my, um, my own little news section here, we are going to talk about some upcoming releases. Um, just do a quick roundup of a couple of shows that are on our radar, um, that you might want to be aware of. Um, yeah. So yeah, first up, we have uh, Level 1 Demon Lord and One Room Hero Anime revealing a July premiere. Um, so that's coming up this summer. Um, let's yeah, see. Then July 2nd, we have uh, Mushoko's Tensei Season 2. Yes, can't wait. Uh, have you seen the trailer for it yet? I haven't seen it yet, no. It looks pretty dope. They're going to be spending some time in like some sort of like frozen wilderness area. So Very exciting. Cool stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Next up, we have Reborn as a Vending Machine. I now wander the dungeons. Uh, the dungeon. Um, they have released a full promo video revealing more cast and staff, uh, as long as well as the OP. And they announced a July fifth debut. I'm um, calling it now. Best anime. number one show of the year. Anime of the year, right there. Um. Yeah, on July 7th, we are getting I Know Idenchi, a sci-fi TV uh, anime, uh, which uh, sounds pretty interesting. I don't know anything about it, so (laughs) it's all you. Um, Next up, we have Liar Liar, uh, revealing a July 8th premiere date, which is not related to the Jim Carrey movie. Um, So, you know, don't, don't expect him to be there. I don't know why you would. Uh, on July 9th, we are getting ZOM 100 bucket list of the dead. Though, I do have a bone to pick because it's coming to Hulu. And so far, that has not meant anything good. So if we're not getting ZOM, I'm going to be pissed. Well, I don't know because I feel like it's not the Hulu that we've had the problem with. It's Disney Plus, And then once they're done with it, they're dumping it into Hulu. If it's releasing Listen, straight Disney- to Hulu, then maybe it'll be fine. Disney thought they had a problem with Ron DeSantis. <laughs> Wait till they keep Zom 100 from me. The mouse mm. is going to burn. Um, but yeah, I'm spe- kidding. Speaking uh, not of- legally actionable. <laughs> or in Minecraft or wherever. Um, but yeah, we also have uh, The Eminence and Shadow, uh, Season 2. We've got some, uh, some promo videos. We've got some cast uh, reveals. And um, we're uh, hinting at an October 2023... Uh, debuts so that's going to be in the fall season um really excited about that um i still have to finish the last couple episodes of the first season because i got lost in all of the other stuff we were doing 
Um, but uh, yeah, big big impact on that one that I did not expect. Yeah. Uh, and then reaching out into the far future of January 2024, if we should make it, uh, we are getting Delicious in Dungeon, um, which looks fun because it's just like a food show in a dungeon. So yeah, let's do it. Uh, and then uh, Banana Fish director Hiroko uh, Utsumi and Mappa are uh, doing something together together called Bucci Girl. Um, that is than Bucci Girl. Nope, that is incorrect. That is Bucci Giri. Bucci <laughs> The I looked like an L. Yep. Nope, that is Bucci Geary. Bucci Girl. Um, so check that out in January 2024. Yeah, and finally, we're going to round out our, our releases section with some irresponsible and unconfirmed rumors. Um, totally true. Around the unconfirmed. Um, yeah, there have been some rumors in the anime space, uh, social media going around of quote-unquote leaks um, that Fire Force Season 3 um, is currently being worked on by Shaft. Um, so we're having a studio Shaft. change. Shaft, can you dig it? Can you put that audio in there? Thank you. Um, but yeah, so I think that is interesting. Um, I don't really have a major opinion on this either way. I think Shaft is fine. Uh, I'm more or less just excited to hear some news about Fire Force Season 3, even if it is unconfirmed. Um, yeah, I, I just... I hope it actually comes out yeah, a lot more. I do too. Um, but anyway, if what you wanted was more news, I've got you covered. Um, so the uh, the Nippon Anime and Film Culture Association, a general incorporated association that seeks to improve understanding of the anime industry's management and production sides and improve working conditions for animators, announced its founding on Friday, May 19th. Uh, former A1 Pictures and Aniplex executive Masu Ueda is the chairman of the board, animator and character designer Masaru Kitao, uh, anime director Naomichi Yamato, and voice actors Shunsuke Sakuya and Yuko Kaida also made speeches during the founding ceremony. Um, their founding statement in English, translated by Renato Rivera Ruska, is as follows. <clears throat> we want to believe that animation has a future. It has been 100 years since the establishment of commercial animation. The sales from related industries have exceeded 3.5 trillion yen, and as a culture that symbolizes the nation, anime has taken the world by storm. On the other hand, the production studio, far from being a factory that nurtures dreams, is a place where creators are supposed, uh, supported solely by the quote-unquote love of the craft to the limit of their physical and mental strength, and it is no exaggeration to say that the site is on the verge of collapse." The will Japanese animation production continue to be a field where one must be prepared to live in poverty in order to break into the industry? Will it continue to have uh, to compensate for the depletion of human resources by relying on overseas production systems? With the global shift in work styles and the and the increasing scrutiny on the issue of employment inequality, can we afford to allow the state of affairs to continue until the government takes a scalpel to it? We at Nippon Anime and Film Culture Association are not an organization that only seeks to improve conditions. The management and production sides must understand each other's situations, be aware of their responsibilities, and use their respective wisdom to dissolve the accumulated stagnation in order to achieve a greater goal. We would like to be an organization that works together with the national cultural strategy and aims even higher. If everyone involved in this world, regardless of their position, loves animation, the way will surely open up. This is what we believe. Um, so yeah, that's an interesting um, kind of take now, I will admit, I am always immediately skeptical of any kind of, like, um, 
advocacy organization where it's led by, you know, executives of that industry. Um, but I will say, I wonder why I know. Right. I will say though, that Masu Ueda actually does have a track record of, um, being very concerned about, um, you know, animators conditions. Um, when he uh, was working at uh, sunrise, uh, he started working at sunrise. He was then moved on to Aniplex. Um, he kind of has a, a, a reputation for, um, keeping keeping the animators' um, welfare in mind with their uh, you know with his with his discussions and in his work. Um, so at the very least, he has some sort of a track record um, in in that kind of uh, space. Um, so yeah, I think this is something to keep an eye on. Like I said, I'm I still have a healthy dose of skepticism about it. Um, but uh, any any kind of thing that that will will improve working conditions for animators, um, I think, is a is a huge thing. Um, Listen, it, if the government doesn't have to get involved and they can actually just pay people thriving wages. Great. <laughs> yeah. And not even just not even just animators like this is specifically we're talking about animators, but voice actors and, you know, a lot of the people below the executive level in, in animation production, you know, have really difficult uh, only executives should be able to eat. Yeah, Justin. Uh, clearly, um, as you may or may not know, I am a union man now um, with my new job. And uh, yeah, so everybody form a union. Unions are great. I've never I've always been one. I've well, never I've never had a job that I've been happier at in my first like couple months as I have been at this one where I have a union protecting me. Um, so. Join a union, everybody. Um, <laughs> next up, we have the official Twitter account for the live action series of Pine Jam's original t- television anime, Do It Yourself, uh, revealed on Sunday that the series will premiere in July. Uh, the live action series will air in Japan in, MB- in the MBS channel's Dramaism programming block on July 4th at 12.59 a.m. Uh, Japanese Standard Time and at 1.28 a.m. on TBS... Uh, Mamoru Yoshino, the who did the live action uh, Eurocamp movie and uh, Harimiya um, series, is directing, and Masatoshi Nakamura is writing the script. Um, I think this is actually like a good ad- thing to adapt. <laughs> yeah, no, the reason I I don't usually talk about these live action adaptations because it's not something I'm generally interested in, um, but I do think this series in particular will lend itself pretty well um to a live action show especially like i don't know if you have if you've taken a look at the um if you look at the the link i have in there there is a a photo of the cast and i think they're all perfect um take a little look take a little look see there especially yeah yeah, especially um the american girl yeah jabako yeah she's perfect she's so good (laughs) um the only thing i do wish is that the um uh, the president, I wish she had different hair, just because the president has, like, really iconic hair in this um, show that she doesn't have. Um, but the one who plays uh, she, the, uh, the the cat the cat type girl, um, she's absolutely perfect for this role. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm super, I, I'm, I, I would actually check this out. If I can get my hands on this, um, I would watch this, uh, this live action adaptation. Um, I love Pine Jam. They're great. Everything they do is fantastic. Um, anyway, moving on to our final news story for the day. Um, 
We have uh, Blue Line Studios' manhwa adaptation of Salam uh, Saleo's The Night King Who Returned with a God, a Korean web novel, became the center of controversy when it debuted on the Naver Webtoon platform on Monday. Readers were quick to point out that the art looked AI-generated thanks to inconsistencies between panels and the odd shapes of the character's fingers. So, special hint, if you're trying to figure out if a picture is AI-generated, look at the hands and feet. They don't do those well for some reason. Um... Yo, have you ever tried drawing hands? It's hard as hell. And I'm not crit- I, listen. I'm not trying to <laughs> criticize AI. I'm just saying, if you want to know whether it was drawn by AI and or me, look at the hands and feet because we can't yeah. draw them. They mess up. They mess up in a different kind of way. Yes, they do. do. Yeah. Um, but the uh, the flames of the controversy were further exacerbated by accusations. Uh, that some of the layouts were traced from the Mushoko Tensai job, uh, Jobless Reincarnation anime, uh, and one character also happens to look a whole lot like Groot from Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. And I, I have looked at these pictures, and it is... It, it, first of all, the Groot character is Groot. There's no argument with that. It's absolutely Groot. And the, the Mushoko Tensai... Um, uh, copies are really close. Like, you could maybe make an argument that they're just similar, but I, if you told me they were traced, I would believe you, and they're saying that, so I believe them. Um, the first chapter received a user review score as low as 1.91 uh, on Wednesday. It's the lowest scored chapter of all Webtoons on Naver Webtoon. Um, the chapter has a 1.98 score as of last Friday. Um in response to the criticism, Blue Line Studios explained that the images were not AI-generated, although they did use AI to apply finishing touches to the art. Uh, the studio re-uploaded the first six chapters with alterations and promised that subsequent chapters will not use AI assistance. Regarding the plagiarism claims, the studio acknowledged that a character looked similar to Groot and deleted the frames where the character appeared. Um, the original story creator, Salam Saleo, has had their own share of plagiarism controversy over the years. Their I Killed the Player of the Academy novel was accused of lifting elements from Sung Min Kim's Night Run manhwa and various uh, Tight Moon works. The Night King Who Returned with a God itself has noted similarities to the Warhammer franchise. Um, and I think this is this this story kind of has a little bit of everything. We've got AI. Um, we've got, we've got tracing of, of manga characters. We've got wholesale stealing of, of characters from Marvel. Um, this story (laughs) is just all over the place, man. Um, it's pretty wild, but yeah, if if you look, I don't know if you, if you've taken a look at the link that I have in there. Um, but that is absolutely Groot. Like that is 100% Groot. Like they didn't even bother. And Shoko Tensai. Yeah, but the Groot, like it, they just put a robe on him. They just put a robe on Groot, and that that was it. Um, yep. So yeah, that's a that's a no no. Don't don't plagiarize people. Come on, I, I know it's tough out there, but um, but don't don't use AI to make manga. Yeah, but you know what you can use AI for uh, to leave a to leave a, a, a review for us on your podcast reader of choice. That's right. If you can't figure out what you want to say about us on your your five star review, um, why don't you just go ahead and let ChatGPT do it? Um, but seriously, uh, you know, <laughs> that's if a you, great idea. <laughs> let us know what you think. Um, you know, are you how excited were you for for this uh, upcoming Spider Verse uh, spinoff with the schoolgirl body? Um, how many times have you listened to the Oshinoko opening theme song in the past week? What are the shows that you're looking out for coming up? 
Um, hit us up. You can send us an email at thebestboyspod at gmail.com or you can find us on Instagram at bestboys underscore pod. We would love to hear from you. Tell your friends about us. Leave us a rate and review. Um, you know, help us grow the podcast. Um, but with all that said, I think it's time for us to dive on into a nice heaping helping of the meat and potatoes for this week's episode. Manga. Readers. All right. All right. What? So, while, while the, um... Before we get into the, you know the manga and all that stuff, and and while all of that music was playing, I had ChatGPT <laughs> write an extremely oh I had it write an extremely positive review of the best boys in anime podcast for iTunes from the perspective of a longtime anime fan. Okay, let's hear it. A must listen for anime enthusiast. A hilarious informed journey with the best boys. Review five stars. Being a lifelong anime fan, I always sought out podcasts that not only understand the depth of this incredible medium, but the uh, but also provide an entertaining experience. In this pursuit, I stumbled upon The Best Boys, an anime podcast, and let me tell you, it has become my absolute favorite. From the very first episode, it is abundantly clear that The Best Boys are a force to be reckoned with <laughs> with the anime podcasting realm. Their extensive knowledge and insightful analysis of various anime series Series is nothing short of impressive. I've been blown away by their ability to dive deep into the intricacies of different shows, exploring everything from character development and narrative structure to the symbolism and cultural references within each uh, episode. It's like having a group of anime scholars dissecting your favorite <laughs> series, and it's utterly captivating. But it's not just their expertise that sets them apart. It's their infectious humor that keeps me eagerly awaiting each new episode. The chemistry between the hosts is simply electric, and their banter never fails to make me burst into laughter. I've lost count of the times I've had to stifle my giggles in public while listening to their hilarious anecdotes and witty remarks. The best boy's ability to seamlessly combine insightful analysis with side-splitting humor is a testament to their talent as entertainers. <laughs> Now that that's a glowing review right there. Oh, hold on, there's more because <laughs> I had more? it. Oh yeah, hold on. This is what I hope will be my favorite part. Okay. The ongoing joke that has become an absolute highlight of each episode is their endearing obsession with a particular character catchphrase. Uh, the way they cleverly incorporate it into their discussion and interaction never fails to elicit a chuckle from me. It's become a running gag that binds the podcast together, creating a delightful sense of community for listeners like myself. In conclusion, the Best Boys anime podcast is a true gem for anime aficionados like myself. Their profound knowledge, side-splitting humor, and the inclusion of the ongoing joke makes each episode an absolute joy to listen to. I highly recommend this podcast to any, any anime fan looking for insightful analysis, lighthearted entertainment. Prepare yourselves to embark on an enjoyable journey with the best boys as your trusty guides. Keep up the fantastic uh, work, best boys. You have a devoted fan for life. Wonderful. Um, I would like to say our, our recurring character ca uh, catchphrase is probably "Hey yo" or "Bing bong." Um, <laughs> so I so, asked it to to reference an ongoing joke. That's funny. Oh man, just made that up. Yeah, definitely. So, if yeah. you're out there, do leave us leave us a chat GPT review. <laughs> um, I, whenever we have like produce something, 
uh like a book or something we need to have like in the like comments like this in it yeah and then be like from chat gpt <laughs> yeah oh boy that was fun um anywho anywho let's um, talk about manga readers <laughs> yeah so let's talk about before we before we dive into the manga readers let's let's set let's set some ground rules some kind of some um some expectations about what we are and what we aren't going to talk about today um so what we aren't going to talk about today are the kinds of uh unofficial manga readers out there they exist i'm not going to tell you how to find them i'm not going to tell you that you should or shouldn't use them that's not the place of this show um that's not what we do here um but what we are going to talk about is um some of the official uh license officially licensed uh manga readers uh manga service reader services that are out there um you know where things where you can get simul uh, simultaneous publication releases of your favorite manga. Um, we're not necessarily talking about um, um, like uh, distributors, so things like um, Bookwalker or you know like the Iridori Aqua that we talked about earlier. Um, that's not exactly what we're talking about. We're more going to be talking about things like Shonen Jump Plus, Manga Plus, things like that. Um, things you can get on your phone and read manga. Exactly. Um, so, you know, moving on from there, Best Boy Dan, why don't you tell me a little bit about what is your, um, what is your background with manga? Um, and you know, how oh. has that, how, how has that like kind of dovetailed into what is your current experience with like reading digital manga? Okay. Uh, a good question. Uh, I'd be curious to, to hear yours, uh, also on this. Sure. I'll go after um, you. So my manga experience actually started with Shonen Jump, believe it or not. Okay. Um, it was available in Barnes and Noble, um, in the magazine section <laughs> and they would release it like once every other week or like once a month or something. Like sometimes I would have like card like pokemon cards or like video game demo discs inside of it um but that's how i started reading um and then i got like a couple like paper volumes here or there um nowadays i like i i've been collecting a lot of manga and, and reading the paper volumes but i've been subscribed to shonen jump since its inception uh as a digital product um so so I've I've been in the scene uh for pretty much as long as it's been going on. Wow. Okay. Great. Um so now tell me a little bit more about how how did you end up what is your kind of experience with digital um reading digital manga outside of Shonen Jump? Do you have any anything <laughs> <It's> awful? <laughs> yeah. Well, generally it's been awful. Okay. Well, so even Shonen Jump has not been good and and I'll talk about it a little bit in a second but like one thing i don't have in in that is that it wasn't called shonen jump the whole time it was the viz app which is weird uh as you'll find out why later on yeah it's been called jump plus um it, it has moved around a lot and functionality is actually switched between a bunch of apps the subscription services generally remain the same um but like they at multiple times they've had multiple different apps that had different parts of the service on it 
very weird. So it, it has not really been a cohesive thing until much more recently. Gotcha. Um, I've I also have uh, been using what is it the Manga Plus? Okay, yeah, Manga Plus. Yep, that we're gonna talk about more um, that, that more in depth, but yeah. Uh, which I really like, but mostly because of, uh, the manga that I'm reading on it. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which is Oshinoko, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, right? No, no. Uh, that one I'm only reading the paper volumes of. Oh. Um, no, that one is, uh, Hokkaido Gals. Oh, uh, right. And, yeah. And, uh, and I'm reading Chainsaw Man on there, even though I could read it on Shonen Jump, I think. Yeah. Chainsaw Man is also on Shonen Jump. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, that's like most of my experience. I haven't, I, I've like tried a bunch of other ones. I've used a lot of other ones that are totally legal because they're in the app store. So I don't know <laughs> further uh, about that. All right. Um, so as far as, for, as far as my manga journey is concerned, I, um, I generally did not get into re- to reading week to week releases of manga, uh, until much, much later uh, in life. My first experience with manga was reading the volumes of Trigun Ultimate, um, or Trigun Ooh. Maximum, rather, that, that would come out um, every month or so. Um, I would get them at, uh, I think, also Barnes & Noble. Oh, um, my my first week-to-week was Shaman King. Interesting. Um, but yeah, so I, w- I would get the bo- the volumes, and largely up until fairly recently, I had always read manga in volumes. So like, if it wasn't selling at a volume, I hadn't read it yet. Um, it's only recently, I would say, within the past like four or five years, maybe, that I began reading um, manga online. Uh, I will say much of it has been, much of it had previously been through unofficial sources uh, now i'll leave it at that and you know just as an aside real quick um one of the things i will say and i'm not i absolutely am not condoning or telling you how to do it um but if you do read manga from unofficial sources unofficial translations what have you um i do think one of the things that you should do if you can is buy the volumes of that manga in Japanese, if they're not translated into English officially, um, to support the artists, because the the thing I'm I'm not gonna talk about morality or anything like that. I don't give a shit about that morals and what's right and wrong and the cosmic scheme of things. But I will say that just from a perspective of if you're enjoying the the art form, um, you should at least somehow compensate the artist. Um, it's called there's a whole word for it and it's patronage yes and um what you can do is if you are one of these nefarious people who (laughs) reads manga um through unofficial sources and translations um if you go to if you go to um amazon.jp a lot of times you can find the the digital volumes in japanese for sale there um, there are other ways you can do it. You can go through Bookwalker. You can go through a number of other distributors. But um, you know, if you if you if you are able to, I do think it's important to support the artist. Um, but anyway, I just wanted to get that out of the way. Uh, the official stance of the Best Boys uh, podcast is that uh, um, reading unofficial translations is a big no no, and you'll be in big trouble, Mister. Um, but I, mean, I hear. 
I, I just want to say a little a sure. piece on the subject too before we dive in. Uh, I, to me, if there is a legal path for you to enjoy content, I encourage you to explore it if it is something financially viable for you. Um, you know, it, it, you would go pay to see a movie in theaters. You wouldn't download a car. <laughs> you wouldn't download a car. But, like, the way I think about it is, like, to you, your time is valued at, you know, well, I mean, New York prices, but, like, $20 for yeah. two hours, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It, if you, you know, $10 for a manga that takes you 45 minutes an hour to read, like, that seems like a fair price for for the level of enjoyment you're getting out of it so if that is a path that is available to you i encourage you to take it now if it's something that like is locked away and you have no other way of getting access to you know uh do what you do that i'm not gonna advise you <laughs> yeah just to be clear i was i was specifically referring to things that do not have official english translations if it's out there um, regardless of whether or not it's the legal way, I don't believe in legality and all that shit. But like, it is if there is an official way that you can support the artist, that is what you should do. Um, but if yeah. there isn't, you should I still mean, find a way to support the artist, regardless. Um, yeah, e- even even like some of these apps do offer like free reading versions that we're going to talk about, and that's like that is a great way because they're at least getting tracking of the people who are are reading it. Like one of my favorite manga i read officially through the um the uh manga plus app uh and that app's free yeah we are every favorite mangas every app we are going to talk about today has some way to read free content um so we're going to get into that but anyway moving on so yeah i i ended up um you know it wasn't until recently that i started reading manga digitally um via simulpub releases um, and it really opened my world up because previous to this, I had I didn't read much manga at all because I wasn't being exposed to the type of manga that I enjoy. Most of the manga that I was seeing, you know, or, or getting my hands on were like shonen stuff. Um, so like Trigon, things like that. It, it's not that the um, it's not that the the stuff that I really enjoy, the kind of um, you know rom coms, Yuri stories um jose uh manga it's not that it wasn't there it's just that it's so much a higher barrier to entry to buy an entire volume of something than it is to read one chapter and decide if you like it um and so for me that's kind of what uh what having digital uh availability for manga has done for me personally is it has allowed me to uh to engage with and discover the things that I really do like in a manga story um so I do think that that's important um, and being able to keep uh you know being able to 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 stay up on the manga that's being released in Japan at a schedule that is at or close to their Japanese releases is pretty big. Um, so what we're going to do today is we are going to talk about uh, five different methods to uh, access, you know, official English releases of ongoing current um, simultaneous releases of manga. And Best Boy Dan is actually going to start us off um with the with his experience uh, with Shonen Jump because I actually that is one that I have not been 
using a whole lot and Dan has a ton of experience with it. So best boy Dan, why don't you why don't you take it away here with uh, some some information about Shonen Jump? Yeah, so uh, Shonen Jump um, is from publisher Shueisha, uh, who you'll probably hear a lot about. Yeah. Uh, and uh, in terms of notable titles, I couldn't find anything that they'd ever done. <laughs> um, I don't think they've they've really done anything like super popular. Um, and of course, by that I'm kidding. Yeah, <laughs> Shonen Jump is like maybe one of the most well-known known names in manga. Um, it's like it's like tissue almost. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's where Dragon Ball Z, One Piece, like all of the big hitters, pretty much came from Weekly Shonen Jump. Um, so like you know if you're if like it is hugely popular, good chance it came from Shonen Jump. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, Weekly Shonen Jump, or as it can be stylized in English, Weekly Jump is a weekly shonen manga anthology published in Japan by Shueisha under the jump line of magazines. The manga series within uh, the magazine consists of many action scenes and a fair amount of comedy. Um, they're you know targeted at shonen uh, younger boys. Uh, the chapters of the series run in the weekly Shonen Jump are connected in published into Tonkoban volumes under the Jump Comics imprint uh, every two to three months. It is one of the longest running uh, manga magazines, with the first issue being released uh, with a cover date of August first. 1968 which is bananas yeah that's like what 55 years of shonen jump sure you did the math i didn't <laughs> um so yeah uh the magazine has sold over 7.5 billion copies uh making it the best selling comic slash manga magazine ahead of competitors such as weekly shonen magazine and weekly shonen sunday the mid '80s and '90s represented the area where the manga circulation uh, circulation was at its highest, with 6.5 million copies per week, uh, and a total readership of 18 million people in Japan. Wow! Throughout 2021, it had an average of over 1.3 million copies per week, which is in this age of print media not not bad at all. Um, many of uh, as we discussed before, the best-selling manga series originate from Shonen Jump. Uh, wow. A mobile app. Um, can I just, up. for one second, just to give you an idea of um, how wild that number is, the um, a readership of 18 million people in Japan. Uh, to put that in perspective, Japan had a population in 1990 of 123 million. Um, so that is... <laughs> A huge chunk of the population. That is one-sixth of the population uh, reading just this one magazine. That is crazy. Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So, like, and that was, like, the era, too. Like, that was, like, what is it? Legends of the Galactic Heroes and JoJo and Dragon Ball Z, like. All the heavy hitters, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, A mobile app titled Jump Live, was launched in August of 2013. Uh, This is, like, kind of right around the era that, like, print is starting to die down in, which is wild. It's 10 years ago. Um, 
It featured uh, exclusive content from artists whose series run in the weekly Shonen Jump. On September 22nd of 2014, the free Shonen Jump Plus uh, mobile app and website was launched in Japan. Uh, it sells digital versions of the weekly Shonen Jump magazine simultaneous with its print release. Uh, and Tonko Bond volumes of individual Jump series past and present. However, it also has a large samples of manga that people can read for free. There are also stories that are serialized exclusively on the app, such as Marvel X Shonen Jump Plus Super Collaboration. Uh, unlike those in Weekly Shonen Jump, these series may be aimed at adult men or women. These exclusive series are later published in print and Takoban volumes under the Jump Plus uh, comics imprint. Uh, in 2019, the Shonen Jump Plus website and app had about 2.4 million active users. As of January 2020, the app had been downloaded by more than 13 million people. Um, so, like I said, I've been actually like subscribed that the whole time it's been available in the U.S. Uh, and it also used to have services where like it would send you free Yu-Gi-Oh promo cards every month. Like whatever came in the print version of it, they would actually mail to your home, um, which I actually ended up like reselling for a pretty decent chunk later on. Um, but like, you know, they would uh, essentially like as you subscribe to the app you got each week that came out but if you didn't pay for it you did not get that app or that week so if you were like reading a series but the your like payment lapsed like you might just have like a chapter that you were missing out on oh that's a bummer uh yeah so there was like a, a few months where i like did not subscribe because i wasn't reading so like my collection had like a just like a three month gap of missing stuff and it was like a bummer i think later on you could like buy them for like 99 cents an issue uh or something um but yeah you could you could essentially buy like the whole um you could you could get the series subscribed and like read it week to week or you could actually buy Tonko Bonds in the app too, which I really enjoyed because it was nice. You were giving it kind of more directly to the publisher. Yeah. Um, so I, I think I have like a collection of um, uh, uh, oh, the one the Yu Yu Hakusho guy did, Hunter Hunter. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, I have those like still in my app. Um, but yeah, it, it was interesting. It's kind of like changed since then. Um, but yeah, so as the magazine uh, shifted towards digital provisions, uh, print circulation once again began to decline. By 2017, the print circulation was down under 2 million, less than a third of what it was during its peak golden age. And its current incarnation of subscription costs $1.99 per month, double the price of a year ago, but still pretty good. Uh, it gives you uh, downloads uh, of the of various series, so you can download like each chapter um, of pretty much all of the series in its library, but you can only hold on to it for five days, then you have to re-download. Um, it gives you unlimited reading of its like full backlog of stuff, so lots of like completed series, um, things that have like finished print, um, ongoing things as well. Um, and it has new chapter releases day and date with Japan, which is really nice. Um, and like I mentioned before, you still have the ability to download the, uh, full volumes directly from them. Uh, and you don't have to like pay Amazon for like a Kindle 
uh, version of it if you want to read it digitally on your phone. Yeah, absolutely. So to kind of wrap it up, getting into the pros and cons of it, it's two bucks uh, for a subscription these days, uh, giving you all of Shonen Jump's catalog, which is bananas good. Um, you're pretty much sure to find something, especially if you're into Shonen type stories. Um, they have some things for, for people uh, not of the Shonen persuasion. There's some comedies, some romances on there. Um you know, all sorts of stuff. But if that's your jam, that's a great place to be. Um, the cons, no more Yu-Gi-Oh cards. I missed that. Uh, the uh, They don't do the, like, full digital releases of the Shonen Jump ma magazine anymore, which makes me really sad because I like all of the, like, extra things they had in there, like the, you know, manga interviews and all that sort of stuff. But I guess, you know, they had to have a whole other team translating that stuff, so... I can see why they got rid of it. Um, and I think five days is a little short of a limit to like offline something. It seems like a weirdly arbitrary. Uh, I will time. say, I will say it is the shortest amount of time for any of the other services that we're going to be talking about today. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah. I, the ones that me, do like, have, I, the ones that do have offlining, it's uh, usually seven days. I guess, but like, give me like two weeks, right? Like, you know, I want to be able to go on a vacation and not have to worry about it, you know, part of the way through. Right. That's fair. I don't know what a vacation is, so. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I, me either. But, like, you know, if I did. Right. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, yeah. So, we are going to be moving on. Um, I had uh, spent the past couple weeks doing a deep dive into a couple of the other available um manga readers we're going to talk about uh four more of them today um the first one we're going to talk about is manga plus there's a reason why we're talking about it right after uh jump uh jump plus and that is because they are related um so the publisher for manga plus is again shueisha um the notable titles uh you have oshinoko um you have hokkaido girls like dan mentioned earlier but for the most part uh, manga Plus shares many of the same featured manga as Jump Plus uh, for reasons we'll talk about in a moment. You'll notice, though, that Manga Plus tends to have more of the um, the non-shonen uh, manga that uh, Jump Plus is not as big on. Um, but Manga Plus was uh, launched by Shueisha in 2019 uh, as a way to bring the releases of its titles outside China, South Korea, and Japan which had previously been distributed by local publishers back under its control. Um, so in its current iteration, Manga Plus exists as a kind of ad-supported version of Jump Plus, though there is not exactly, uh, there's not an exact one-to-one -one overlap of their content. Some things you can only get on, on Jump Plus, and some things you can only get on Manga Plus, although that, that amount is very small. Um, so how does it work? Manga Plus exists in a gray area between free and ad-supported. There are ads, but they only display after completing each chapter, and they are, I think you'll probably agree with me on this one, they're very unobtrusive. Um, you, yeah, uh, you were telling me it's ad-supported, and I was like, it is? <laughs> yeah, so at the end of each chapter, there's just like a little one-page banner ad before you move to the next chapter. There's but no it's, sound. It's usually for like manga, so like I don't even think about it. It's funny that you mentioned that because it wasn't always. When I first started using Manga Plus, there were they had some very ridiculous ads for like local car sales. Um 
but they have since transitioned over to mainly having ads related to anime and manga, um, which is much better. Um, but yeah, it, it's you know it's very unobtrusive. Like you, like Best Boy Dan said, you hardly even notice that they're there. Um, so it's not a huge part of the service. Um, as far as uh, content availability is concerned, almost all titles are available for free in some capacity. Um, certain manga have their most recent three chapters available for unlimited reading, with the less limited uh, limited to one read through. Um, and see Chainsaw Man. Yeah, Chainsaw Man. Uh, most of the Jump Plus titles are like that. Um, other titles might only have the first three and latest three chapters available, with the ones in between completely unavailable. Um, though the amount of titles that use this system has gone down considerably as Shueisha regains control of the distribution rights of the manga that had previously been licensed to local publishers. Um, if you try to read a restricted title that you've already read once, so you've already used your one free read, you'll be redirected to Jump Plus to then read that chapter after you subscribe. Um, so let's talk about the pros and cons of uh, Manga Plus. Uh, pros. You have free access to many of the manga from Jump Plus, in addition to a ton of other Shueisha titles. Um, so basically, if you want to read something that's on Jump Plus and for some reason, you know, you don't want to shell out the $2, um, there is a very good chance you can get it on Manga Plus. It is, it is almost definitely there in some capacity. You might not be able to read every chapter. Uh, maybe it might be one of the ones where the chapters in between are unavailable, but it's worth checking. Um, uh, they have a fairly robust simulpub pro program for most of its, uh, major titles, uh, most of them do release day and date. Um, those that don't are not very far behind. Um, and there is a fairly generous amount of free content. Like I said, um, if, you, if you've been wanting to read a manga that is on Jump Plus, but you don't want to get a Jump Plus subscription, um, check out Manga Plus. There's a good chance it's out there. Um, you can at least get one quick read through of the stuff that's not the most recent chapters and then um, go from there. Uh, any kind of paid or content. What's up? disregard all of that and read Hokkaido gals are super cute. You should super adorable. You should absolutely and, read that uh, and enjoy life. Yeah. Um, but paid content from the title goods were uh, redirected to Shonen jump. So there, there is no way to actually pay for things in manga. Plus it doesn't, it doesn't take your credit card for anything. Like if you want to buy something, you are directed to Shonen jump plus, um, some of the cons, uh, it doesn't have an account based system. So all read history and everything like that, your, your your read list and all that stuff is local to the device that you use to read it. Um, this could be a pro. So if you accidentally use up your read of a chapter, um, as you can go access it on another device, if you just need to read that chapter and you've already blanked it out on your phone or whatever. Um, however, if you're looking for a cross device access to your read list, if you decided you wanted to have something sync between your phone and your computer, um, you, you're out of luck. Uh, it also kind of sucks if your device this breaks. trips me up all the time because you, I switch between an iPad and my phone. Yeah, you can't go with Manga Plus. Um, it also sucks if your device breaks or if you get a new one. So, like, I got a new phone recently, and I basically had to sit there with my old phone in one hand and my new phone in the other and go through and manually add all of the the manga that I was reading and, like, make sure that I click through up to the parts where I was done um, to get it to up to date. Um, so that's a bit of a pain in the ass. Um, another con, the, uh, the reader doesn't handle loss of service well. Um, so if you're like me and you commute via subway, you might run into an issue that I've had once or twice, 
um, where you lose service while reading a chapter and you, you cannot get the reader to refresh. So you have to back out. Um, and if you back out from the reader and try to reload it, there's a chance that the reader will count that chapter as having been read and you'll lose access to it. Uh, if it's one of the chapters you can only read once. Um, it's happened to me twice. It's not the end of the world. Like I said, you can just go read it on another device. Um, but it is a pain in the ass in the moment um, because of how that works. Um, also, the final con that we have, some of the simulpub translations are not the greatest. Um, it's gotten a little better lately, but it's been very hit or miss up until fairly recently. Um, some of the some of the translations have just been a little, you know, a little subpar, just like weird grammar mistakes. The dialogue sounds weird, um, but it's not for every title um, and it's not it's it's been getting better, but it's just something I thought I would point out. Um, but yeah, Best Boy Dan, anything you wanted to add on uh, Manga Plus since I know you are familiar with it as well? Read Hokkaido Gals. Read Hokkaido <laughs> Gals. You heard it here first, folks. All right, so next up, we are talking about K-Manga from publisher Kodansha. Korean manga? No, K-Manga, as in Kodansha <laughs> manga. Um, yeah, I know that ah. name is confusing. Um, notable titles, uh, they have Tokyo Avengers, Attack on Titan, Blue Lock, Rent-A-Girlfriend, uh, Don't Toy With Me, Miss Nagatoro. They have some pretty big names. Um, it was launched by Kodansha. Blue Lock alone. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah. We're going to talk more about Blue Lock in a minute, but... Um, it was launched by Kodansha in May of 2023 with an initial slate of 400 titles, 70 of which are simulpubs of ongoing series. Uh, so they have a pretty pretty robust library there. Um, now, I'm going to be fully upfront with my biases on this one. Discovering how bad this service is was the motivating factor behind my decision to write this episode. Um, so Kodansha has basically brought all of the worst mechanics from gotcha games into monetizing its manga reader with three different types of currencies, not all of which can be used to read all manga chapters. Um, so like many readers, the first couple chapters of most, but not all titles are unrestricted and free to read after those free titles, which I've seen anywhere from one to three with some having up to six and others having none at all. Um, some, but again, not all titles, have a chunk of the rest of their remaining titles accessible through the use of what's called title tickets, uh, which you are given one per title per day. Uh, after you read one of these chapters from a particular title, that title's ticket needs to recharge for 23 hours before you can read the next chapter. Now, this mechanic would be annoying enough on its own, except that the most recent chapters of many titles are not eligible for access through the title ticket and must be purchased with points. Um, and we're not talking about the most recent two or three chapters here either. Um, it's a huge chunk of the available content in most cases. Um, let's take a look at Blue Lock, for example. At the time of writing this, Blue Lock has 220 available chapters on K-Manga. Uh, the first 22 are available for free. After that, chapters 23 through 106 are available on the title ticket system. Um, leaving over 100 chapters available only by spending points, which you have to buy at a rate of about one cent per point. Um, to put that in perspective, if you wanted to read the latest chapters that are stuck behind the points wall, you would need to have over 8,000 points. Uh, if you were to buy those points with cash, that would be a plus or minus around $80. Um, not to worry, though, there are other ways you can get points. And actually, you should totally worry because these systems do not get any less manipulative. Um, so there are three ways for you to earn points without having to shell out cash for them. 
The first is by reading so-called gift chapters. Currently, uh, as of writing this, you can read the first chapter of Sweat and Soap, which I highly recommend you read, but maybe not on this service, uh, and uh, Your Lie in April, and receive five points from each. To put in perspective about how much five points is worth, um, most of the chapters that are point-locked cost 69 points. Nice. Um, with the most recent couple of chapters usually costing 99 points. Uh, so that's not exactly a viable way to earn points. Uh, the second method is by playing the treasure chest game. Um, what this game involves is watching 30 seconds of ads, and then you're brought to a screen with three treasure chests. Uh, you get to choose one of them. One of the chests has 50 points inside. The others have only five. Um, you can play this game three times a day for a th theoretical maximum of 150 points, However, after playing the game for a few days over the past week or so, I have only hit the 50-point chest once, um, and I'm highly skeptical that it's even possible to get it more than once in a day. Um, again, not a viable way to earn enough points if you uh, to read more than a theoretical maximum of two point lock chapters per day, if even that. You you you're looking at a possible minimum of uh, 15 free points a day, which is not nearly enough to read even a single chapter. Um, the only way to earn enough points to really unlock a, a decent number of chapters is, of course, the sketchiest. They have what's essentially a free points marketplace where you can complete tasks to earn points. Uh, many of these involve downloading and playing a bunch of sketchy-looking uh, sketchy and no-doubt ad-ridden mobile games in order to earn a bunch of points. Now, I didn't actually do any of these because I'm not downloading these sketchy-ass mobile games onto my phone because I'm not stupid. Um, but here's a breakdown of one of the offers that they have. Uh, you can earn up to 7,307 points by playing Double Down Casino Vegas Slots. Um, the rewards come in tiers, of course. You get four points for downloading the app, 566 points for completing level 8, uh, 1,132 points for completing level 10, 2,283 points for completing level 12, and 3,322 uh, 3, points for completing level 15. Now, there are offers with varying degrees of sketchiness and complexity, ranging from a few hundred uh, to as high as 69,000 nice points. Um, and they're not just limited to mobile games either. Uh, a lot of them are, hey, shop on this website. If you spend $15 on this website, you get X amount of points for the for the comic reader. Or, um, you know, read, you know, spend X amount of minutes watching this, you know, video on this sketchy website. Um, it's really, really gross. Um, now, I originally said there were three currencies. Uh, the final one is called Premium Tickets. Uh, they're tickets that you can get from login bonuses or event campaigns. They're only usable on one chapter of a specific title. It's not always the first chapter. Uh, so basically, they're useless except to get people hooked on a title that they will then have to pay to read. Um, so, yeah, uh, this sucks. But let's go through the, the pros and the cons of K-Manga. Um, it has uh, the, some of the pros first. It has access to a lot of the niche manga that I like to read. Um, that had been previously difficult to find translations for. Um, so that's a plus. Um, uh, I haven't spent much time with the reader itself, but it seems fairly well designed. Um, it has both vertical and horizontal scrolling available, uh, though unfortunately it does not have a dark mode. 
um, which is always the first thing I look for in a user interface. Um, and because, because the title ticket unlocks the chapter for 72 hours, you don't have to worry if you lose your connection while reading it, um, which is uh, opposed to Manga Plus's one read limit. So if you're reading your chapter that you unlocked with your title ticket and you lose service, it's fine. You don't lose access to it. You have access to it for 72 hours. Um, now let's get into the cons. Um, despite having a large library of niche manga that I'm interested in, they're locked behind this ridiculous point scheme. Um, and uh, like, I just don't know if there's anything more I can say about it. It is just the worst. Uh, it's the worst way to just nickel and dime. I would rather they just had like if you pay $15 a month to just read all the anime. But instead, they they just have this ridiculous um, gotcha scheme to get you to to shell out money to read all of this stuff. Uh, and it's really depressing. Um, additionally to that, there have been issues with censorship on K-Manga, with in some cases almost an entire quarter of a page completely blacked out. Um, we're not talking about like the, the steam or the, the shafts of light or even like, um, like mosaic censorship. They will just black out the entire half of the, um, of the page. Um, and, uh, some people are speculating that they're using an AI based censorship system because there seems to be a wild disconnect between what is and isn't censored. Uh, for example, certain scenes from the initial D manga are completely blacked out. Uh, while Nagatoro, of all things, seems to be have largely escaped unscathed thus far, um, which is wild because like Initial D, uh, you know, I have never read it. But if, from what I understand, not an etchy manga. Um, I think at one no. point, <laughs> at, at one point, not it, at all. it just had a very scantily clad woman and they just completely blacked out an entire quarter of a page over it. Um, there also seem to be some concerning clauses in their user agreement. Uh, one of which, Section 11, was pointed out by a poster on Reddit, uh, gives Kodansha the right to terminate accounts that are inactive for more than 60 days without providing any reimbursement or access to paid content that you can no longer access as a result of the termination. Um, this is a problem with digital content access in general, um, but of the ones that I've seen, this clause seems particularly egregious. 60 days is not a long time for you to just not log into something. Um, Dude, and I it, go 60 days without reading manga like all the time. Yeah. And if you were if you had manga that you had unlocked on K manga, guess what? That stuff's gone forever. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't know. What are your thoughts on K manga? Best boy, Dan? The whole. OK, this just like frustrated me. And yeah. I we've been through this before, but not to this detail with K manga. Um, but like the whole time I'm thinking like. I love Tokyo Revengers. I would absolutely not go through this for the that. Yeah. I absolutely would. And it's interesting. We, we don't talk about this, but like one option that we have available to us being in Brooklyn is the uh, public library here. Yeah. And that I was reading Tokyo Revengers through them. They have a checkout system, so you might have to wait for a volume. But, like, once you get into, like, a few chapters or a few volumes in, you can usually check it out pretty easily. Um, so, like, I would rather go through waiting 
to see if the library has it than deal with K manga, honestly. Yeah, I mean it's really frustrating because okay, the reason why the reason why I am personally very frustrated with it is that um one of the sh- one of the manga that I really enjoy. It's a really interesting romance story that is just not super. It's 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 very. It hasn't been um, published in the West much, so it's not available on the library. They're not releasing physical English volumes that I can go and buy. The only place I can read this manga officially is on K manga. It's called The Fragrant Flower Blooms with Dignity. Um, and it is just reading reading it with this these restrictions is like pulling teeth um, because I refuse to give them any money. I'm not going to do it. Um, so I just have to wait for whatever chapter they have locked behind this point system to come out for free or on the title ticket system and it, it's just it's such it's such a pain in the ass and it's very disappointing because like like i said if they were to come out with a thing that was like yeah we'll charge you a certain amount per month because you know spoiler alert that is the way i would prefer to engage with this um i would do it but I, i'm not doing this that th- that's not happening um yeah and it's too bad they have some really good stuff they do. They have an incredible backlog um, to, to, to release with that. Also, I did want to shout out uh, our old friend Giguk. Um, he's not our friend. We just, we've just we seen his videos online. Um, come on our podcast, you coward. Well, now you have to come on our podcast because I'm calling you out for shilling for K-Manga. Um, he is, uh, he's going to be like one of the headliners of their release party that's happening sometime soon. I saw a news article for it. Um, uh, but that's at K-Manga if you want to... Um chaos to promote you we are totally open to that no we're not i have integrity (laughs) um but if manga plus wanted to pay me guys have you heard about this great app called k manga yeah that's what's gonna (laughs) like the the next episode is gonna be us like welcome to the best boys an anime podcast brought to you by kodansha (laughs) (laughs) we love k manga yeah fuck k manga giga come on our show and debate me you coward uh, so yeah, next up we're going to talk about Viz Manga, which kind of exists in an interesting place uh, in the media landscape with Jump Plus and uh, Manga Plus, um, and also not the Viz Manga that used to exist and no. then went away and is now back. This is a whole new thing, um, and we're just going to talk about it. Um, so publishers, it uh, it's publishing uh, manga from Shogakukan as well as Shueisha. Um, which are both uh, sister companies together with one other company all under the umbrella of the Hitotsubashi group. Um, So it is kind of like the Shueisha manga that you're going to get from Jump Plus and Manga Plus, plus another set of manga from Shogakukan, and I think a couple other smaller um, publishers as well. Uh, Notable titles, we have Komi Can't Communicate, Call of the Night, Tonikawa, uh, Freerun, Beyond Journey's End, uh, so they have a pretty decent amount of of, uh, of interesting manga that you can't oh, really find elsewhere. You have, you've piqued my interest, the fact that a streaming service has Komi. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, and, they have Komi. And guess what? It's it's all available. And free Almost all available free to read. We're going to talk about that in a moment. Um, oh, yes. So Viz Manga was launched in May of 2023. It's actually kind of funny because it was launched one day before K-Manga was um so they're kind of like fighting uh i guess i don't know vismog is definitely winning though because kmonga sucks um that's my journal my fight my journalistic bias is coming out 
Um, but anyway, it was launched in May of 2023 in order to publish English releases of Shogakukan and Shueisha titles that are not currently being published on Shonen Jump, though there is some very limited overlap. Um, Viz Manga largely operates on a subscription model, which, again, I'm airing my biases up front. I absolutely prefer to the available alternatives. Um, while you can read the first three and most recent three chapters for free on every title, as far as I can tell, um, everything in between is locked behind the subscription. The subscription is $1.99 a month, which is pretty manageable in my opinion. Um, and there is also a seven-day free trial as well. Um, so let's talk about the pros and cons for uh, Vizmanga. Uh, pros, simple access structure. $1.99 gets you access to everything they have. This is the same kind of pro that we had with uh, Jump Plus. It's great. Well, um, the the other nice thing about that is it doesn't obfuscate the price behind like gems or coins yeah. or like all that bullshit. Like, just tell me how much it is. Exactly, and we're we're gonna talk a little bit more about the the what the per chapter price is of certain things when we talk about the next manga reader that we're gonna talk about. But I do find that when it comes to um, when it comes to how do I want to access content. I would rather have – I would just be straightforward. They cost this amount per month. I will pay it for the month regardless of whether I'm using it or not, and we'll all be good. Um, it can even be more than $2. I personally think $2 is pretty, pretty – uh, is on the low side for what you're getting, especially when you read as much manga as I read. I read a pretty considerable amount of manga. Um so if they were to turn around, and I'm not saying they should do this, but I'm saying if they were to be like, okay, it's actually $5 a month. I would still probably be okay with it. Um, now, uh, another pro, the reader is set to dark mode by default. That is my preference. Uh, some people might not think that's a pro, but I like it. Um, they have a pretty good selection of manga titles. While there isn't uh, anything so niche that it surprised me to see that they have it, there's a fair number of manga that are far enough off the beaten path to keep a weirdo like me occupied. Um, and subscribers have access to offlining. With the ability to download up to 100 manga chapters at a time, again, they are available for a period of seven days. Um, this is huge for people like Best Boy Dan and myself who have underground commutes. Um, <laughs> or who used to work on boats. Or who used to work on boats. I've never worked on a... Well, that's a lie. Uh, I haven't worked on a boat recently, um, so that's good. Uh, anyway, it's been a minute since I've been on the sea. Yeah, the high seas. <laughs> back when Dan was an actual pirate. Um <laughs> Anyway, uh, let's get into some of the cons for Viz Manga because it's not perfect. Nothing is. Um, so the the one I promised that we would talk about, uh, not all of the chapters they offer have a complete backlog. Um, so this is kind of a bummer. Uh, but they are starting – they're working to backfill chapters that are currently licensed to other distributors uh, for a number of titles. So, for example, Comey Can't Communicate is missing chapters 325 through 377 how obnoxious like what like a chunk in the middle yeah it's just that chunk. or like near the end too i think right uh no i think that's it's sort of like towards the middle like maybe the the beginning of the like most recent third of the chapters um but it is a lot um uh, it's like 50 but like you're chapters. like already well <laughs> well invested in the story by you know yeah you're not like i you know i've read 324 chapters i don't know about 325 yeah and that, that's kind of a result too of how things used to work with these um you know with the these chapters being licensed to local publishers and other distributors um is that they are sometimes still not available 
um, in certain languages. So the English language version of this must be licensed somewhere else. I don't know where. Um, you know what the worst part about all of this is? Is like watch them get everything back under one umbrella and then watch like Disney come in and just like buy, buy yeah Kodansha buy everything and and like Viz and like all these like companies and it just be like okay it's all under them now yeah um but yeah another example of this is Tonikawa which uh, Viz localizes as Fly Me to the Moon um is missing chapters 159 to 205 um so yeah like you said it's weird that it's almost always right in the middle um but it's something they're working on i will say this when i first looked at viz manga they were missing more chapters of komi than they are now um so it's good to see that they're closing up these gaps um the reader itself while clean and simple in design with just a page count of progress bar um is somewhat lacking in features there's no vertical scroll available and in fact no real settings at all um, it's just a very bare bones manga reader. It doesn't have pinch zoom. Um, it doesn't have Ooh. anything. Yeah. So that's the probably one of the downsides. Because one of the things I do like about some of the other readers in this one, especially the next one we're going to talk about, which I think has the best reader out of all of them, um, is that like you know sometimes there are if you're reading a physical tankoban, um, there are scenes that stretch over two pages, right? Um, and this one, the, the manga reader for Viz Manga does not handle that well. Um, it cuts it off. Whereas the the one for Comic Key, which we're going to talk about in a minute, um, what they'll do is they will actually rescale that image so that the whole thing shows without you having to scroll another page to see the left half of the image. Um, I really like when apps let you turn horizontal to see the two pages together. Yeah, that is cool, too. I haven't, exper I haven't experimented with that really Um but I this one I think I, honestly I think the Kindle app does that. Kindle actually, you know, for all of its faults, has a very good reader. Um, yeah, I actually still have my very I have a very old Kindle Gen Two. It was was one of the last ones that was available for super duper cheap, and the way it worked was that. Um, it would display ads whenever you had the screen turned off. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but it's so old now that it does not any longer support the ad service. But you can <laughs> still download um, books to it. So I basically ended up. I just waited out their ad service to end up getting just a free regular Kindle. There you go. Yeah. Um, anyway, after that's a whole digression. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so I do like that, uh, you know, I, I, I do, I do, I will say that their reader is not the best out of all the ones that we've uh, looked at. Um, Viz has also been on the receiving end of some criticism regarding censorship, um, though not to the same degree as K-Manga, um, but it is, it's something that's out there. Um, they, you know, they, they do have a content grading system for their, for their manga. Uh, I don't remember what it is. I do know that it goes up to like mature audiences. Uh, but I do think it stops short of just like smut. Um, but uh, they're they're sent. They have been criticized in the past for the the way they censor things. Um, so we you know figured I'd mention that as well. Um, thoughts on Vizmaga, Best Boy Dan? Uh, I am going to check it out. I think this is probably how I'm finally going to catch up on Comey. Nice. I think you're actually probably uh, still ahead of me on Comey. And Freerin. Yeah, I I honestly don't even remember where I left off. I, like, I tore ahead. 
through perfectly legal means means of of reading it and mm. read really far and don't remember how far I was. So this is actually funny because I can tell you exactly where I left off on um, Comey because I just finished volume twenty four. Um, and do you want to guess what the chapter I I left off on is? Which the last chapter that I have in in uh, volume twenty four is chapter three hundred and twenty four. There you go. So I will. If I wanted to read it online, I would have to wait for them to backfill those chapters. Ah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Huge bummer. Uh, um, I'm not going to, though. I, I collect the Comey uh, manga, the, the volume releases, so uh, I will wait for volume 25 to come out. Um, yeah. Though, I, I also think, you know, quick side digression before we get into the last one, too. Um, you know, I that is another viable option for people out there too. I think, you know, people kind of forget nowadays, but like you and I both read digital manga, but we both collect paper manga. Um, yeah. And uh, what, what I've, I, I was, I've been organizing my like manga display rack recently. And, and I was just kind of like looking through it and just kind of enjoying um the kind of visual appeal that the manga themselves also bring to the space um because there's something really nice about the print versions too like uh oh, yeah. the way they match the spines or like might have like a common like theme or design to them um like certain box sets will have like a full image displayed across all of them like the, there are a, a ton of ways right there's the library there's a lot of ways to get manga um out there so however works for you we encourage you to get out there and just read some um because there's a lot of fun stuff out there yeah i will say i don't have a lot of space in my current apartment to display my (laughs) manga but i do have two shelves that i put my manga on and comey can't communicate it dominates an entire one of the shelves and it is very pretty to look at um it is the mo- it is the series that I have the most volumes of at twenty four now. Um, the next highest I think is like five. <laughs> um, I, that's that's impressive. I think anything I have caps out at like eleven. Yeah, um, I have a lot of Comey. I do love my little my little Comey. Um, anyway, moving on. So yeah, so the last um, manga reader that we're going to talk about here is one that I kind of discovered. Because I wanted to talk about one of the smaller, quote unquote, local publishers that we're we were mentioning that other companies are trying to get their distribution rights back from um, in an effort to consolidate their licensing. Um, So I decided to talk about Comic Key uh, because they have one of my favorite manga currently. Um, So Comic Key uh, the publisher, um, I, they they do publish manga from a number of different publishers, but their big deal, their big draw is that they have uh, the licensing from Square Enix for its digital releases. Um, so the, the notable, notable titles, titles that you're going to see for Comic Key are Smoking Behind the Supermarket With You, which is the, the one that I'm interested in, um, Ice Guy and His Cool Female Colleague, Kengen Ashura, Record of Ragnarok, and Asobi Asobase. Um, is there, well, A, I'm surprised to see also be also Vase on there. Um, but B, uh, is, uh, they have Final Fantasy? They do have Final Fantasy. They do have the Final yeah, Fantasy release. Sense. Yeah. 
Um, anything from Square Enix will be available on Comic Key. Um, and I did read recently that they just got a access to the Final Fantasy spinoff manga of some sort. It's not it's not something I'm interested in, so I didn't keep an eye on it. But yes, but for for people interested in Square Enix video games, if they have crossovers, I'm sure this is the place to find it. Yeah. So Comic Key was launched in 2020, and again, as we spoke about, it's one of the local publishers that our larger publishers are beginning to move away from. Um, the primary partnership of Comic Key is with Square Enix, a deal which was signed in 2021, though they do distribute manga for another number of other small publishers, as well as Korean manhwa, a.k.a. Webtoons. Um, the system works on a similar basis to K-Manga, though it is far less manipulative. Um, and it's actually a fairly common system among the smaller distributors that K-Manga took to an extreme degree. Um, like, so what we're talking about with comic key, you'll find very similar, um, schemes among other, um, like kind of manga distributors of this size and nature. Um, it's, uh, like many other services, the first or first couple chapters of most titles are free to read. Thereafter, the rest of the chapters up to the most recent couple of chapters can be read in two different ways. For each title, you get one free read ticket that recharges every 23 hours, um, so very similar to what K-Manga has. After using your daily pass on a particular title, you can read an additional five free chapters by watching about 30 seconds of ads per chapter. Um, and these five ad-supported reads per title recharge after 23 hours. So maybe as I'm speaking, Best Way Dan, you're probably starting to see a contrast in the ways to which K-Manga has taken what was a fairly standard practice and just made it, it as manipulative as humanly possible. So they're taking this standard practice of, hey, watch 30 seconds of ads, and you get, a re you get to read a chapter, and you can do that five times a day. They have changed that to now you watch 30 seconds of ads, and you have a chance to get enough points uh, to, to win some points, none of which is enough on its own to read any single chapter available on the service. Um, so you're seeing how this kind of this this system, which is not ideal, but is OK, has been has been kind of uh, enhanced to a degree that is um, just fully manipulative. Um, anyway, there is uh, currently one other way to read free chapters on Comic Key. It is called Free Paid Free. Um, though it's currently being phased out, the way it works for the titles that are still valid for it is that the, for the first 12 hours after a chapter is released, it will be free to read. Um, after that, it will become locked for an additional 12 hours, and then the chapter goes back to being free to read for one week. Um, so what that does is it, it kind of takes advantage of the time, the time zone difference between the U.S. and Japan. So when these titles are releasing in Japan is in the middle of the night um, in the U.S. So basically, if you're up uh, to catch these releases, you have 12 hours to read them for free. Uh, and then the remaining 12 hours of that release day, they are stuck behind a paywall. But then if you wait for the, that day to complete, they will be available for free for one week. And then they go back behind the ticket system that we talked about before. Um, but this system is being phased out in favor of um, just an expansion of that uh, title ticket um, system. And, you know, just to just to be clear about how that system works is it's not just five. You don't just get five free 30 second ad supported reads per day. 
you get that per day per title. So, you know, you read your six free reads of the day. You don't want to pay for more. That's, you know, but there's another manga on the service you want to read. You can get six free reads of that one, too. You could theoretically read every title, six chapters for free of every title that comic he has every day, um, which is fair. I would say fairly generous, especially compared to K-Manga. Um, now, what do you do if you've used up all of your free reads or if you want to read the most recent chapters of a title? Um, you got to buy keys, of course. Um, because it's called Comic Key, right? So that's how we got there. Um, basically, these locked chapters cost between three and five keys, depending on the title. Um, you can buy a set of 20 keys for $1.99, uh, and buying them in larger sets will give you bonus keys. Uh, in practical terms, that means each chapter costs you between 30 to 50 cents to unlock, um, which is, again, when we're talking about buying things in bulk with a lot of chapters, it's not ideal, um, it's still definitely cheaper than K-Bonga, but it's definitely not my favorite way um, to purchase chapters. I would rather just buy the chapter uh, for a set price. Um, so let's talk about the pros and cons of, um, of Comic Key before we round out the episode. Uh, pros. While it does run on a paper chapter model, it is fairly generous with free reads. Like I said, you can get about six per chapter uh, per title per day. Um, and in most cases, only the most recent chapter is behind a paywall. Uh, even the most, even the worst cases that I've seen haven't had more than three chapters, the three most recent chapters of a title behind the paywall. Um, for as far as the reader is concerned, it's one of the best, um, especially for a smaller distributor. It has multiple themes, including dark mode. You've got dark mode. You've got like a grayscale mode. There's a sepia mode. Um, there's a light mode, there's like a blue mode, um, it's got vertical and horizontal scrolling, it's got adaptive image quality, which this is actually the only one on the list that I've found, um, that has that, so depending on what your, what your level of service looks like, you get an adaptive image quality, um, it does have pinch zoom, it has, um, you know, adaptive, um, whatever you call it when, when it goes widescreen for longer uh, images. Um, so yeah. Auto-rotate. Auto-rotate, there we go. Um, so yeah, for especially for a smaller distributor, it's got a reader that is punching above its weight. Um, and then the for the final pro, the, the library has a ton of indie content and niche titles. Um, there is also a ton of manhwa, if that's your thing. And there's some smut, too, if that's what you're looking for. Um, like I said, the reason why I was drawn to this particular one is because they have, uh, the license for smoking behind the supermarket with you, which is a manga that I adore. Um, and you know, the way they have it structured is I have to wait one week after the, uh, if I don't want to pay for it, which I don't, um, I just have to wait one week after the most recent release. And then it becomes, you know, uh, it enters the ticket, the, the title ticket scheme, which I get one free title ticket per day. And since I'm caught up, I don't have to watch any ads. I can just reuse my read for that title that day uh, to read the, the most recent release. And I think that's a good system. Um, it, like I said, it's not ideal. I would rather, you know, do what we have for Viz Manga and Jump Plus. Um, but it works. Um, now let's talk about some cons. Um, so the... For the cons, the wealth of indie titles is kind of like a double-edged sword. Uh, the flip side of which is that there are not a lot of big-name titles available um, on the service. Just because, you know, when it comes to manga publishers, 
Square Enix is not the same kind of weight class as you would think of like a Shueisha or Kudansha. Um, Square Enix primarily focuses on video games and movies uh, with a minor focus on anime and manga. So you're not going to find as much big name titles available. Um, so once you've used up your free titles, your free reads for the titles you're actually interested in, you're kind of out of luck until the next day unless you buy keys. Uh, I so far have not run into that issue, but like I said, I do tend to read a lot more kind of out of off the beaten path, niche, weird stuff. Um, so if that's not your bag, you may find that to be something of an issue. Um, and an, another one of the cons, the final one, is uh, some of the simulpub translations are middling at best. Um, they could definitely benefit from an expanded proofreading process. Um, it, it's it's better than some of the worst things you'll see on Manga Plus, but it's still it, it will it, it's something you'll notice. Um, it's not ghost stories level. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, you know, I, I did want to make sure when that we're watching that, by the way, <laughs> someday. I don't know. We, we we have to do We have to do an anime as art episode before we before we start watching another <laughs> uh, another trash fire. Um, so let's get that out of the way first. OK, um, especially considering what the next trash fire is. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so that about wraps up my. um uh my kind of uh my manga reader roundup here any any final thoughts here best boy dan that you want to leave us with uh, about some digital manga um yeah uh a couple uh things i i also want to throw out there uh i i noticed today and i, I didn't really want to dive into it in the news since we were going to talk about all this but chueisha also announced they're launching a vertical scrolling manga service uh jump tune in 2024 um and that's a whole other thing that we didn't even begin to touch on like webtoons and and manhwa and all that which has its whole own other you know digital services and all that sort of stuff um but to wrap up our thoughts specifically on digital manga, uh, it, it's still a mixed bag, right? Like I yeah. am, a, it is getting better. It has been getting better and it is continuing to get better. Um, 10 years ago, you, there was one kind of bu <laughs> buggy option. Uh, now there's a bunch, um, it would be nice for them to not have all these like stupid mobile game type of schemes. Um, I much prefer the subscription model or the ability to um, purchase uh, to own. Um, but even that is a little like buggy. You have to consider how much you actually trust the company to exist um, going forward. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is just the nature of digital content and kind of why I've had an appeal towards, uh, you know, paperback, um, things that, that I actually own. Um, but yeah, I, I think there are a few options here. Like, you know, during a break, best boy, Justin and I were talking about it. We're going to, you know, go halvesies on a on a jump and uh uh on a what was the other one viz viz movie um, yeah yeah together because like we just legitimately are interested in in those two services just like outside of 
this like just honestly like us as people who are interested in this like those two services appeal to us yeah um i I, think i think there's a lot out there you know especially for depending on what your particular um interests in manga are um like you said it's better than it's ever been um but it, it that doesn't mean it's good um as far as access for manga is concerned um i definitely think that what k manga is doing is a step backwards um for manga readers um and i hope that it is an isolated thing as opposed to a a look into the what will be the trend moving forward um because i do think that having these kind of it's not just that it's bad or inconvenient it's actively manipulative um and i just don't like it, it takes all of the worst things of gotcha culture and it just it monetizes them to a very extreme degree that i think is just unhealthy um but yeah, yeah. And, it, and it counts on impatience it does it, it counts um. on impatience it counts on on you know that kind of that uh, that lizard brain impulse of wanting to get everything right now. And I don't think it's healthy to, um, you know, to to reinforce that. Yeah, I, I, I think that, you know, as much as I want to, you know, read something like smoking behind the grocery store or something like that, like it may be worth waiting for it to come out in print and then supporting the author even more directly that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think the, as far as like smoking behind the supermarket is concerned, I think there, that is still at the point where it's not so rough. Um, Cause there's only 27, 28 chapters out right now. Um, and, you know, being able to read five of those a day, you know, six of those a day, five of which supported by ads, I think is doable um, the way that system works. Um, but, you know, for, for things like, you know, if you have a really, if you want to get into a really long running manga, um, you know, it's going to take you a long time to catch up, especially if it's got like a hundred chapters over a hundred chapters and you can read six a day, uh, assuming you even read six a day. Um you know, it would take you a very long time. So I, yeah. you know, there's well, pros and there's there's pros and cons. There are options out there, um, some better than others. And and I think on that, uh, I I think I would kind of like to end this with constructive ideas. Sure. Um, so uh, just like a couple I have, and then I'd love to hear some some of yours too, like. For me, I think a big thing is making your content available uh, in a multitude of sources. So ha- having, you know, kind of streaming these, you know, digital services, live services, like that's fine to have. But like when something's done in print, like give it to a, you know, Bookwalker or an Amazon or, you know, whoever that it can at least be digitally available in other ways too. Right. Like you can still make money that way. Like I, I will gladly pay for a digital version of like a full, you know, volume of the manga. Um, and, and, and it makes me sad that, that some of them are not available like that. Um, so, so I would like to see that. I think that, um, 
in general, like b grouping things by manga is a great idea. You know, if rather, cause you know, I was thinking about it this whole time, right? Like how, how else do you monetize this? Right? Like, do you do each chapter's 99 cents? Like I understand why you would obfuscate that behind like gems and jewels and coins and all that sort of stuff when you know you can say oh it costs 40 gems to unlock this chapter as opposed to 99 cents like do you want to click that after every 20 pages like okay 99 cents you know <laughs> take my thumbprint my password my face id like whatever okay yeah. next chapter all right thumbprint you know like and do you, you want to pay for it each time but but you could do that as volumes right like okay here's 10 bucks i unlock the next eight chapters well, yeah, and I mean, you know, to think about it, thinking about it that way, I don't actually mind the price per chapter. That's not the part I have a problem with. It's the way that they set it up that bothers me. Because, like, for example, okay, so Comey Can't Communicate, right? Volume 24, I have it right here. It's got 11 chapters in it, plus a bonus, right? Um, Which is on the high end of volume. Yeah, and what did that, that cost me $10. So you're looking at about, you know, roughly 90, 80 to 90 cents per chapter, which I'm totally fine with, but it's when you when when you when you have this kind of giving you the first taste, and then after that you gotta do all these sketchy <laughs> mobile games, and it draws people in who maybe aren't necessarily um, able to 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 drop ten dollars on a set of manga every day or whatever, um, and it kind of it it it, it forces them to take part in a system that is manipulative and harmful. Um, and I think that is that is at the core of what is wrong with K-Manga. Yeah. I mean, really getting into that, like forcing you to download other apps and, and God knows what kind of permissions or data you're giving those companies yeah. to get to level 20 to get enough coins to read your stuff. Like, that's wild. Yeah. And I mean, the uh, there, we didn't even talk about the other huge problem with K-Manga, which is it is only available in the United States. Um so guess what? If you're in Canada, if you're in England, if you're in anywhere else in the English-speaking world but the United States, you can't get Kodansha manga anymore. Um, it's because they've 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 they're withdrawing their their licensing back to themselves. Um, so the local publishers that would release it in other parts of the English-speaking world um, now can no longer release it, and if you're not in the U.S., you can't get your hands on it. Um, so that's another problem with K manga. It does solve one problem by like bringing everything together, but it it creates other, yeah, <laughs> more capitalistic, monopolistic problems. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, that's that's manga readers. Yeah, you got you got some options out there, and at least three of them are pretty decent. Yeah, so you know, um, let us know what you think. Are you do you use any of these on a regular basis? What are some that I missed? Because there are plenty out there. Um, we chose five just for because they were relevant. But, um, you know, there are a ton of other ones out there. Let us know what you use. Um, do you prefer Bookwalker? Do you prefer to buy by volume? I know I definitely do, but I do still read chapter to chapter. Hit us up. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at bestboys underscore pod, or you can send us an email at thebestboyspod at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Tell your friends about us. You know, rate and review five stars. Leave us a chat GPT review. Um and uh, yeah, you can look forward to uh, to seeing us again on next uh, the next episode, which I don't think we have. Uh, what do we have scheduled for next time? Do you know, Dan? 
Surprise. It's a surprise. Um, but yeah. Thanks. <laughs> to us too. <laughs> thanks for listening, Best Buds. Bye. Bye.